Hello, Ned here. So you know how life is crazy and sometimes it throws a curveball at you? Well, unfortunately that has happened for us over here at ImpTab. I know that recently we announced we would be taking off July from our fake campaigns only and that our avatar campaign would still be releasing during the month of July. Unfortunately, due to the facts of life being what they are, we are going to need to take July off from the avatar campaign as well. But you will be hearing back from us in August and we will be able to keep going with the campaign. Just gonna warn you, little heads up, it's a cliffhanger. Um, hopefully you're not going to be too angry at us for ending at this point, but hopefully that'll just make it all the more delightful when it finally comes and you're able to see some of the resolution. But I'm very excited for where this campaign is going, and I can't wait for all of you to hear it as well. It's a beautiful story. All my friends are doing a great job, and much love and stuff, everybody. Let's get on with the show. Previously on ImpTab Avatar. After escaping from the Dai Li, foiling their kidnapping attempt... Amar and Zaya began trekking back to the city of Ba Sing Se in hopes of returning to Jetsun and reconnecting their party. They fooled some guards and managed to make it in unseen, but unfortunately got spotted once more by the Dai Li. In so doing, they were planning on heading to Lung Kao City Block, the haunted district, and discovered that the Dai Li are very suspicious of that place, very superstitious, and didn't want to go there. So they entered into Lung Kao so that they could remain hidden, they spoke with some people from the Potato Cabbage War, got a little bit of a sense of what was going on here, and finally laid down for a bit of rest. Meanwhile, Jetsun, up in the middle ring, got woken up surprisingly in the middle of the night by Bari Tokushi and Lob Sang. Jetsun was very surprised to see his old friend, and using some airbender techniques and alluding to the mysterious history that the two of them have together, managed to start to unearth a bit of Lob Sang's lost memory, reminding him that he is in fact an airbender. They spent the rest of the night, due to being unable to fall asleep due to worry, meditating and practicing various airbender techniques. The morning is coming to Ba Sing Se. What is going to happen as the sun crests over the mountains? Let's find out here in the world of Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton. Frozen there for a minute, but I'm back. McKenna Steele. I want to be where the mermaids are. And Christian Randall, son of Icarus. What? Icarus didn't have a son, I don't think. Uh, Icarus definitely was the son of Daedalus. Yeah, and I think when he hit the water, he had no kids. I need to brush up on my... Same. I have no idea where this is going. Are you just making... Just TBH. I just said the first words that came to my mind. I think that's what improv is. I think that's what this is all about. Icarus flew too close to the sun. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm the son of Vicarious S. Like, U-N. That's ah, what we're <laughs> You're the reason the why he fell from the sky. Yes. Such a thing to be proud of. <laughs> well... That very self-same sun is beginning to crest over the walls of Ba Sing Se, and it alights upon Jetsun and Lob Sang in the middle of one of their airbender katas. Lob Sang has been a very astute student, as he always was, becoming more comfortable around you, Jetsun, starting to become more comfortable as well with the idea of this fact that he apparently doesn't really know who he is. But slowly but surely, you're starting to kind of get through to him in little ways. Okay. So he he's not remembering who he is, but he's starting to become who he was a little bit more. A little bit. And I'll say because you've had these several hours together to be practicing these airbender techniques and whatnot, we can let you once more 
roll to attempt to jog or heal the memory of a person who's been brainwashed by the Dai Li. I will do that. That is an 11. Very good. He gets that spark of insight, but with none of the drawbacks. This particular exercise uh, was one that you had developed yourself for this group that you were the leader of back in the day. This one specifically because it wasn't just like a basic air nomad kind of technique because it had that special connection with it. He starts to connect things in his mind a little bit more. He's still not entirely sure who he is. He still has a surprising love for potatoes a lot more than he did when you knew him <laughs> back in the day. But slowly but surely, he seems to be finding his footing. As the sun rises and there is still no sign of my friends yet, I am going to pull out a few coins and summon a courier. I would like the courier to pick up a few ingredients for me and I'm going to go ahead and bide my time with one last ritual before I have to go forward with today's plans. I'm not sure if I have to go with just me, Lobsang, and Juhui. I'm really hoping that we have Zaya and Amar because I could really use their help and I'm also just worried about them as people. But I'm going to go ahead and have this courier bring me back the ingredients to make a breakfast pie. Maybe this will also help jog Lobsang's memory a little bit more. Hopefully by the time it's done, the other two will have returned. Uh, I am kind of giving myself an unspoken deadline though. If they are not back by the time the pie is done, we will have to move forward without them. This plan is bigger than two people. Taya's coming to pick you up, right? Yeah, I don't really have a way around it. Like, she's gonna meet me to guide me to the Earth King, so... You better bake fast. It's more of like a chilled pie that I whip uh, using my airbending. It's it's like a cream pie, but like fluffy kind of, like a, like a meringue. The secret is the gooey center, you the know? The secret is the gooey center. I thought you said breakfast, and so I started a... thinking like eggs no. and bacon. No, and... it's not like a... I... I was thinking quiche. This isn't the air nomad quiche Lorraine. No, I am an air nomad. I don't eat meat. There's no bacon. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. It's probably no eggs. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically vegan. It, the cream comes from uh, coconut milk. Very confident. Or it's Avatar. We could just make up something. Coconuts are already so weird. They might as well be made up. Fair. So you set about cooking your breakfast pie, hoping that your friends will make it back in time. Back down in the lower ring, the two of you got back into town and got settled down while Jetsun was already up there getting into his exercises with Lobsang. So if you want to get a meaningful night's rest and try to recoup some of your fatigue that you've lost, you're unfortunately probably not going to be able to make it back up to the middle ring by the time the pie is done. That was the whole point of coming in here, to get out of the way of the Dai Li, and we need some rest. It's not gonna go well if we try to go anywhere. We wouldn't get meaningful rest, but we would get some other type of rest. Inconsequential rest. So if we look at the clearing fatigue rules, depending on what kind of space you spend that in, that determines how much fatigue you get back. To get three fatigue back, you have to sleep in a covered stable or barn, that kind of environment. To get four, it has to be a comfortable space, like an actual house with a mat underneath you and a blanket over you. You guys are somewhere in between that, I would say Lunkau is not necessarily the most comfortable place to live, but it's a little step up from a barn. One of you just roll a luck check for me. If you get odd, it will be a three fatigue night. If you get even, it'll be a four fatigue night. You feeling lucky, Caleb? Oh yeah, always. 
Five. All right, so it's only a three fatigue night, unfortunately. You are not lucky. <laughs> hey, it was a high number. It would have been lucky for anything else. That's true. Five on one die, to be clear. Roll a second die, because this, this game is about 2d6. Oh, okay. We'll see if you get <gasps> even more lucky. All right. Well, that time I rolled a two and a one for a three. <laughs> it's just not meant to be. Nope. It's fine. It's fine. Could have used it. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, given the fact that you're both currently at five fatigue marked, getting back down to just two would still be quite a boon for you. And just to be clear again, this means that we have slept through the morning where we had our chance to meet Jetsoon, right? Pretty much, yeah. You guys spend a night recuperating, getting some of your fatigue out, and now that you've had a chance to rest, it's been a while since we've asked our growth questions, so we're going to do that real quick. It's been a wild time here in Boston. Say you've had a pie show <laughs> tournament, you've escaped from the Dai Li once already, you've refound your old friend. Since we're taking a while between these different growth marking situations here, we're not going to focus on just the previous session. We're going to go from growth question session to growth question session. So we are picking up right after the battle with the buzzard wasps before your trek to Bossing Se. So we're going to be looking at that entire stretch of time as we ask these questions and try to find those answers. So first question, did you learn something challenging, exciting, or complicated about the world? <laughs> Check. Check. Yep, did that time yep. and time again here in Boston <laughs> say. Second, did you stop a dangerous threat or solve a community problem? We're, we're in the process. <laughs> but 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 we stopped a dangerous threat of us going to Lake Laogai. That's true. That's Would true. that count? Or or you could also potentially count the fact that you beat Taya at Pai Show and so stopped her in that way from winning a game of Pai Show. My show. <laughs> yeah, and these are all individual questions as well, so you yeah. can each meet the requirements of this question in your own different ways. Amar and Zaya prevented yourself and your friends from getting captured by the Dai Li. Mm -hmm. Jetsun, you prevented Taya from winning the Pai Show tournament and therefore secured your opportunity to speak to King Jaloon. So I think all of those could fulfill this question. Sweet. Cool. Agreed. And then the last universal question, did you guide a companion towards balance or end the session at your center? Yes. I know that I, after the buzzard wasp, we had a good old sit down powwow and we recentered a few of ourselves and, you know, worked towards that. I know last session I threw someone really far off balance, <laughs> but yes, I believe I, I helped bring some people back towards their center. Well, I think there was one where, when I was talking to uh, Amar, where I had the choice to move him. Mm -hmm. I think I moved him one away and then one towards, back towards balance at one point. Yeah. And additionally, you're already at center, so that fulfills the requirement for you. Oh, oh, good for me. Okay. <laughs> so I am no longer at center. I did have a while where that did happen, where I was moved towards center, but I'm not at center currently. How does that work for our level up? The question says, did you end your session at your center? So regardless of what happened throughout the course, you have to be at center as we're asking this question. Okay, so that's a no for me. That's all right. You know, sometimes, like Zaya didn't get to advance last time, you yeah. all go at different paces. Mm -hmm. That's character development. Okay. 
Now we get into the individual questions. Amar, maybe you can make up for it with your particular Razor question. Did you try to make amends for past mistakes or prove you're a different person now? I think that definitely happened with everything that's been going on with the Dai Li and confrontation with Taya and remembering who she is. So I'd say that's true. Yeah, I think especially like that moment when you realized who Taya was, that you'd worked together in the past. Yeah. The fact that you are now letting the others have that information is a good sign that you're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. All right, so you can mark that. Let's go over to Jetsoon. Did you help a companion find significant success with their issues or lead the group in finding a significant collective success? Yes, I think we've got a few examples. Um, I'd say the Pie Show tournament was a group effort, even though only one of us could advance to the end. Mm-hmm. And I would count Loeb saying as a companion. Yeah. And so his reawakening of his airbending powers and rediscovery of certain aspects of himself, I would count as a big success. I would count that as well. So you can go ahead and mark that. And then for Zaya, did you improve the lives of a community of average citizens or help an ordinary person with their problems? You're nodding your head. Who? Pretty sure those two professors are pretty ordinary. Oh? We got them out of a big situation. Yeah, got them out of going to Lake Laogai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a pretty big one. Yeah, we'll go with that. Thank you, Christian. Okay, so you can go ahead and mark for that. So, now that we've answered all the questions, did any of you reach for growth? I did. I'm raising my hand like you all can see me. <laughs> um, me. <laughs> yes, finally. All right. And Jetsun or Amar? I did. I did not. I've got three. Got to get back to center. Mm, so close. We'll get you there. Yeah, we will. Okay, so with that, Zaya and Jetsun, you each get to mark advancement. Jetsun, do you know what you would like to do for your advancement? I have chosen to unlock my moment of balance. Ooh, baby. Mm. So for our audience, this is the first time that we've brought up the moment of balance. This is essentially a moment in which your character can take complete narrative control over the situation that you're in. As long as your character is at center, you can do amazing things once you've unlocked your moment of balance. For the pillar specifically, here's what it says. You define yourself as part of a larger group, and in this moment, the group defines itself by you. You rally them, move among them saying the right things and providing the right guidance so your group works with perfect cohesion and confidence. Tell the GM what you say to each of your companions so that in this moment, you overcome an indomitable challenge together. Oh boy. So in a moment when the chips are down, it's an indomitable challenge. You don't think you can beat it. Jetsun can say, hey, I unlocked my moment of balance. Here's what I tell my friends. And that is what rallies us together to be able to beat this circumstance. Man, that's awesome. That's very smart. (laughs) on timing parts. I do feel like it will be helpful in the upcoming kerfuffle. You don't say. (laughs) The thing to keep in mind with the moment of bounce, though, is you can only ever unlock it twice for an entire character. So, yeah, it is a pretty rare commodity. It's very powerful, but you only ever get it twice. So you have to be pretty selective about when you use it. And you do have to be at center in order to use it in the moment. Mm Mm-hmm. There is our advancement for Jetsun. Zaya, do you know which advancement you would like to take? Yeah, I'm going to add one to one of my stats. That stat is going to be creativity because we tend to be lacking in that department. So now actually all of mine are 
at least a plus one, except for focus, which is a minus one. So I have no zeros, just one negative one. <laughs> yeah, just thinking of all of those moments in the lower ring where it was like, okay, Zaya and Amar, you're trying to trick an NPC. Which one of you wants to roll with creativity? Yeah. And both of you are like, oh, I have a zero in creativity. <laughs> we both so, are not creative people. <laughs> I think we've proven that there is a use for creativity at this time in the group. Yes, I would agree. <sighs> so those are our advancements. You guys are feeling refreshed and renewed in the morning. The hay that you're sleeping on isn't the most comfortable hay you've ever slept on, but you can hear people milling about in the hallways of Lung Kao, beginning to awaken and go about the beginning of their day. Oh, yeah, that's that's going to be a little sore this morning. Yeah, oh boy. I, yeah, I don't want to do the squats, but I think I'm going to anyway. You can join me if you want to. Okay, no. Okay, that's fine. But I'll watch. Oh, oh okay. Just, you have good form. In not a weird way. Okay. Th thank you. Um, so, okay. When you're done. I yeah, go, Ned, go. <laughs> as, and so as Amar begins his workout regimen for the morning, Marmar comes waddling in from the hallway. And I was thinking you about notice him. Yeah, he, he's looking pretty frazzled and pretty shell-shocked due to the <laughs> fact that he's been in your poncho this whole time. But he plops down on the hay in front of you, and you notice his cheeks are loaded, and he spits it all out onto the hay in front of him, and it's just a whole bunch of coffee beans. And he grabs one, and he starts munching on it. He's got these massive bags under his eyes, <laughs> and his whiskers are all curly and frazzled. So he's just trying to get himself ready for the upcoming day. Uh, I need a picture of that. That's so cute. Uh, Marmark, slow it down, or else you're going to be jumping off the wall the whole day. Well, if it fixes that attitude, then you know what? Keep going. <laughs> and he goes at it with gusto. And I'm just going to lean down and pick up one and eat it. <laughs> Got a little bit of hamster spit on it, but it's palatable, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Really bitter and gritty and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it I'm... clear one fatigue? <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Wait, hold up. Marmar, where'd you get those? <laughs> Here's what I will say. If you can go find yourself like an actually well-brewed cup of tea or coffee or something, I will let you clear one more fatigue. <gasps> wow. Amar. This little coffee bean, I already feel like 10 times better. Let's go see if we can find something to maybe help a little bit. Just tea or something. Maybe that'll help wake us up a little bit more. Okay, sure, yeah. I do prefer tea. And and then we can make our way to Jet soon. I'm, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, I mean, we already slept through the time that I think Taya was coming to get him. So, whoever he is, he's probably good for now. I mean, they're, they're probably going to play a long game of Pasho anyways, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. A little bit of hurry, but not like sweating through our shirts. We're gonna go downstairs and check out where the real ghosts are, right? Oh yeah, but I think we should also get Jet soon. It could age him another 10 years, and I think that'd be fun. Okay, yes. All right, we'll <laughs> okay. come back. Okay. I respect that. Thank you. Let's get some tea. Okay. You guys head out into the hallways of Lung Kao, and you're following kind of the traffic patterns, people milling about, getting ready for the day, and you come to a larger room where you can see there are a number of kettles that have been set up along one wall. This appears to be kind of a communal, get your tea, get yourself ready for the upcoming day. You see a whole bunch of potato farmers here who are wrapping their headbands on, getting ready to go out and 
get into the fields for another day of work, and they're all chatting to each other over their cups of tea, just getting themselves ready for the day. Odd question, but as we are watching these people get ready to go out to the potato farms, do I see on them any markings or any something that could make them stand out to me as someone of either different bending background than earth like anyone that kind of sticks out where it's like you're a very odd person to be here at the potato farms just to kind of maybe help give me an idea of how many people here can we assume are actually relocated from like getting their brains swiped <laughs> roll to assess the situation uh, with my plus one creativity okay <laughs> yeah Whoa! Look at that, it's already paying off. So, you can ask two of the following questions. What here can I use to blank? Who or what is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my best way in, out, or through? Who or what is in the greatest danger? Definitely who or what is in the greatest danger. Like, as in danger from the daily. And what should I be on the lookout for? Yeah, so you start looking around and you're trying to get a sense of who maybe doesn't belong here necessarily. You do notice uh, there is a family who is off in one corner. It looks like the father's getting ready to go out for work for the day and playing with his kids a little bit before he heads out. And you notice that he has these striking golden irises in his eyes, uh, something that you typically only see from people living in the Fire Nation. But you know that there are, you know, over the years as the Fire Nation colonies have been getting more established in the Earth Kingdom, Earth families merging with Fire families, you know, some of them presumably have made it here into Bossingsea as well, maybe into the Upper Crust. You see definitely just a lot of people of Earth Nation descent, but from all different corners of the Earth Kingdom, mm -hmm. uh, people brought here for the burgeoning potato industry. So some of them you figure, yeah, this is just an actual potato farmer. But looking around, you also start to just like watch people's bearing, sort of the way that they hold themselves. You see some people whose backs are a little bit stiffer, as though they've been trained that way since youth to hold themselves above the other people and even though they now find themselves in this group of people who are maybe a little lower class than they were growing up they still have that kind of just built into their demeanor the way that they carry themselves and as you start kind of getting a rough count of how many people don't quite look like they belong you figure maybe like a third of these people it's a lot of people okay and then the other question you had what should you be on the lookout for you notice that there is a large group of these people who are starting to clump together. It looks like they're getting ready to head out the door. The kind of group that you could probably hide yourselves in pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I, I made a couple observations. One of them I, we can talk about on the way. The other one, do you notice that group over there? I think that's a perfect size group. We could sneak into that and get on out of here and start making our way up. That is a great idea. Amar grabs his cup of tea, but instead of adding any like sweeteners or anything, he's looking around for anything spicy. <laughs> Amar likes spicy tea. I love it. Spicy tea. Roll just a luck check again. All right, two dice this time. Eight. Yeah, you notice that there's kind of a condiment bar, as it were, for people who like to fix up their tea a little bit. You've got cream, you've got sugar, kind of the normal stuff. There's also various other pots of spices, 
cardamom, there's cinnamon there, even a little bit of black pepper, and mm-hmm. there's also a, you notice that somebody's brewing a tea of Lapsang Sushong, which is a smoked tea. Ooh. Tastes kind of like drinking a campfire almost. Heck yeah. Yep, that sounds perfect for Amar's him. all over yeah. that. Little bit of cardamom, definitely the pepper, and just the slightest touch of cinnamon to finish it all off. All right, get yourself a nice spicy tea to get your blood pumping. You can clear one more fatigue. Nice. Oh, that sounds so good. I want to drink oh, a sleepy this. This is so time good. Zai, you need to try this. Here, try it. Trust me. Okay, I'll I'll take some. I'll sip it slowly. It's a little hot, so that I'll like, like kind it. of like put in some kind of cool off the water a little bit, like like almost turning it not ice, but just kind of cooling it off so I don't burn my tongue. Yep, and it does taste like drinking a campfire. <clears throat> oh. So good. Not bad. <laughs> good. You get used to it. It's definitely, definitely an acquired taste, but. But you could acquire it, right? I'll take it. I'll keep sipping. Oh yeah, I'll keep sipping. I'll work on it. We'll acquire it. So you both have your extra fatigue that you have unmarked, and about the time you finish up your tea, you notice that this group of farmers are actively starting to head out the door. Oh, oh, come on! And I'll grab your arm and I'll start running over there. Okay. So you get into the middle of this huddle, uh, all of these people just kind of chatting about, you know, how the day was before, what they hope is going to happen. I hope it's not going to rain today. That would make things the pits. I hope I don't have to go and work in any muddy conditions, blah, blah, blah. And you think to yourself about the big mud pit that you left in the middle of some of the fields. (laughs) But you break out into the streets of Bossing, say, and start to head towards the rail car system. And I'll say, since you've put yourselves into this group of people, once again, I'll give you the prepared status as you roll to trick an NPC and hope that the daily don't find you. That's you, Zaya. You're the creative one now. Listen, yes, I am. (laughs) It's an 11, and that's without using prepared. There you go. Full success. On a hit, the NPCs fall for it and do what you want for the more. You get to pick two of the following options against the Dai Li. They stumble, take plus one forward to acting against them. They act foolishly. I tell you what additional opportunity they give you, or they overcommit and are deceived for some time. I think they overcommit and they act foolishly is what I want to do. So as you start moving past the first troop of Dai Li, you're very nervous. You're like, okay, I hope they don't see us. But oddly enough, they appear to be a little bit distracted as you're walking past. You're in the middle of this group of people. They glance over and like, oh, it's just a bunch of farmers. And they start talking with each other. And as you're walking past, you start to listen a little bit more closely. And you hear them talking about this big plan that Taya has for later today. And that they're supposed to watch the signal flares. And if those light up, then they know that that's when they need to go in and give Taya some backup. One of them's kind of the older cop and the other is more of the rookie cop. So he points up at on top of one of the buildings, there is this basin. And you remember last night when you saw those lights flaring up from the fields coming into town, you figure this basin is probably full of some kind of flammable liquid. They light that and that is how the signal get transmitted down the line. And so yeah, he points up at the basin there and says, as soon as that thing lights up, we know it's time to go in and give some backup. The beacons are lit. Gondor calls for aid. Now all of China knows you're here. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I thought of. So is this a situation wherein it would be really 
just terrible if it started raining? Or would that not uh, affect it since it's a flammable liquid? Uh, Explain science to me, please. <laughs> yeah, the, the main question that I have going through my brain is how are you going to make it start raining? I am the most powerful <laughs> waterbender. Have you ever heard of the Avatar? It's me. <laughs> Here's what I will say. You're on the right track, certainly. If you can somehow sabotage that basin, then that is a whole contingent of Dai Li here in the lower ring who would not get the message if something were to happen. Zaya, uh. here's one bigger that I'm thinking here. I see your eyes. I see you making connections here. Presumably, if things are going down, doesn't Taya have to be the one to start the signal? So if we sabotage the first one, nobody gets the signal. If we take out one, let's just cut it off at the source. Exactly. I feel like that could be the most effective use of our sabotage. See, this is why I keep you around. It's not its not because I trust you. It's because you got these good ideas, you know? And I give you a little wink. I hide a little blush. Oh my gosh! <laughs> About this time, your group has reached the rail cars. Most of the group that you're in starts getting into a rail car that's heading out into the agrarian zone. And you see that right behind it is the car that's starting to head up to the middle ring. Zaya, I don't know where we're going. Where are we going? Well, let's go see. Maybe maybe they haven't gotten him yet. Let's go to the tea shop. Let's go see if Jetsoon's there. Okay. And if he's not, I'm sure that they know where he is. They, If they've picked him up already. That's right. So let's go, just go make our way there and see. And if not, we can just start making our way towards the tournament. Because I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people are going to watch it, right? Yeah. I mean, as long as Jetsoon has not been murdered on the way there, then yes, people well, are going to be watching it. Well, it'll him. be the first time almost did so let's go okay so you guys start heading towards the car that's going towards the middle ring and you notice that all of the Dai Li who are kind of in this area are focused on the other cars they have overcommitted and are deceived for some time and it's just a couple of regular old earth kingdom guards who are watching the tram going up to the middle ring and this kid comes up to you he's like yeah you got papers to go up to the middle ring but we got to be careful about flashing those around yeah see there are these ones right here and i'm just gonna like put them down like low like get down to his level and show them to him and try and like subtly show the wanchi tongue portion of it but also being like shh like it's a secret it's a fun game he sees the talon mark and he's like oh that's sick okay head on in <laughs> This kid's my best friend. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Okay, bye. You guys start sliding your way up to the middle ring. Meanwhile, Jetsoon, your pie is done. I eat it solemnly and in silence, and I share it with my other co-conspirators. Every now and then, I'll take a look towards the door, but at long last, I will take the final piece of the pie. I will box it up very nicely in a package that I get from Huli. I will hold it, and I will walk outside and meet with the group that Taya is going to lead to take us to the middle ring, and I make sure that specifically my two benders are with me. Huli and Rian Sungi are going to stay behind, and I'll kind of give them a nod. I've told them where I'm going, what my plan is, and hopefully my friends can catch up, but as of now, it's just the three of us and my piece of pie, and I'll walk outside. All right, we can do this. We've done a lot more with a lot less, so we can do this. About this time is when you see Taya and a small contingent of Dai Li. She has just a couple other guards with her, comes walking around one of the corners in the street and approaches you, and as she 
reaches your group, they all stop, and the two Daili officials with her each give a little bow, and she says, Ah, have your friends not waken up yet? Are they not going to be coming with you? I give a deep bow, and as I do, I say, They are feeling unwell, unfortunately, but my friends here were willing to take their place and accompany me to witness the game. And as I come up from the bow, I hold out the piece of pie to her, and I say, And for you, as a thank you for a game well played yesterday, I look forward to our game today. She reaches out and takes the box and just passes it immediately over to one of her attachés and says, Oh, that is terribly inconvenient. I'm sorry to hear that your friends are not doing well. If there is anything that the Dai Li can do to help them out, please do let me know. I am sure the Dai Li will be the first to know if there is anything they can do to help. And she gives you a smile and a nod and says, very good, let's head to the upper ring. And she leads you to the rail cars. You get into a very fancy looking car and start heading your way up into the upper ring itself. The ride from the middle ring to the upper ring is much more grandiose than the ride from the lower ring to the middle ring. You're passing all of these beautiful homes and businesses. As you finally make it into the upper ring itself, everything is immaculate. You thought stuff was nice in the middle ring, up here, it's just cranked up to 11. The buildings are gigantic. The floral arrangements are beautiful and sprawling. Trees and plants everywhere of all kinds. And the rail car brings you right up to the front steps of the palace itself. And as you disembark, you see there is a palanquin, one of those covered platforms that people carry on their shoulders. And it approaches towards you and all of the servants lower it down onto the ground ground and a pair of them reach up and pull away a pair of curtains and you see Earth King Jaloon sitting on this cushion in the middle of the palanquin and he creaks his way up from his seating position. He is a decrepit man. You guys make fun of how old Jetsun is. This guy, Jetsun, could make fun of how old he is. Oh boy. Oh man. Wow. What? He gets onto his feet and begins the slow process of walking down towards you, and eventually he gets within a respectful distance of you. Uh, you notice that Taya and the other Daili are both bowing at this point. I'll uh, make sure to bow the appropriate angle and I'll kick Lobesang in the shin as well to make sure he does it. That was a uh, part of your training last night. You are nothing if not good at reminding people about manners. So <laughs> he bows to the angle that you had him stand at for minutes on end last night. <laughs> and after a moment, the king clears his throat a little bit as your indication that you may straighten yourselves again. And he says... Welcome to my palace. I hear that you are a phenomenal pie show player. I love this guy. Same. I have had a stroke of good luck recently, and I am honored that it has led me to this moment. Hmm. I have had a stroke recently, but we are very good healers. Come, follow me. Oh. I am glad to hear of your rapid recovery, your highness. Yes, of course, of course. Of course. And he begins uh, to walk himself up the stairs. Some of his servants come to assist him, but he waves them off. As you're walking side by side, this snail-paced procession walking up towards the palace itself, he says, Now tell me, you obviously are an airbender yourself. What brings you to my fine city away from the air temples? I have chosen a life 
outside of my brethren. Initially, I thought the choice was made for me. I now see it was my own choice. I feel now richer for it, though. Ah, would you say that it was a guiding wind that brought you here? And he looks up at you with a sparkle in his eyes and a knowing expression. I will do my absolute best not to stumble on the steps as he says that. I see you are as cunning as they say, my liege. And you notice that as King Jaloon said guiding wind, Lobsang did stumble on the steps, but he very quickly writes himself and you notice he has this look on his face like he just connected something in his brain. Oh no. King Jaloon says, Ah, you do not get to my position without knowing about what happens in the world around you. I may be secluded up here in my grand palace, but I assure you, I am aware of the trials and tribulations of the other nations. And his face gets very somber. I am aware of the suffering that happens out there in the vast reaches of the four kingdoms. I have the greatest interest of the people of this world in my heart. It is heartening to hear that you have taken such an interest in the peoples of this world. I must be frank and tell you I have heard worrying rumors that you were close-minded on such matters. It is good to see that you are not so. And I would like to, if I may, subtly try and airbend open the box that holds my pie. I'm assuming they're behind us still. Mm -hmm. I'd like to try to subtly uh, open it and hopefully the folded note I have left inside the pie is visible. Interesting. Roll to rely on your skills and training. This is a big part of my plan. I really hope this works. No one is here to help you. I will say, because you apparently have been plotting and scheming, you seem relatively prepared for this moment. So I'll give you the prepared status for that roll. All right. I will immediately clear that prepared status to give myself a seven. Ooh, man. <laughs> right on the brink. So in this instance, you do it, but you do it imperfectly. I tell you how that might lead to unexpected consequences, and you accept those consequences or mark one fatigue. The unexpected consequences would be that... It would open subtly. You make it feel like it's just a light breeze passing through. Uh, There would naturally be a rustle of the box, and the person carrying it would not notice, but Taya would notice. I absolutely accept that. That's what I want. (laughs) That is what you want. Okay. Unexpected consequences. Unexpected for me as well. I have no idea what you're planning. So you bend... The lid flips open and uh, Taya takes notice of it. And as you like make this comment to the Earth King, he reaches out a shaky hand and places it on your shoulder. And you can feel your shoulder jostling around from how (laughs) shaky his hand is. And he says, Ah, my young friend, the further you get in this world, the more people will try and tear you down. It is a sad truth of this world. As soon as the others see a bit of success in one person, they feel it is a threat to their own and they try to demoralize it to tear the feet out from under it. I am aware that there are people who will speak poorly of me and of my intentions, but I alone know what is in my own heart. Oh dear. 
Now, what does Taya see as she notices this box flip open? There is a note inside, closed and sealed and stamped with a particular signet that she may or may not recognize, but apparently the Earth King would certainly recognize as he recently mentioned the organization. Interesting. Here's what I'm going to say. The unexpected consequence is going to be that Taya will also recognize that symbol. Okay. I'm going to just let it be for now, and I'm going to just kind of in the corner of my eye see how she is reacting to it, see what she does with it, and kind of just absentmindedly soothe the ego of the king and just agree with basically what he's saying, like, oh yes, yes, obviously one in your position will have those who are envious of that place. You're getting pretty close to the entrance to the palace itself. You made it up to the top of the stairs, and you can see beyond the archways leading into the palace just right in the front greeting hall there's a pie show table that has been set down for you to play at with the king and so as you are arriving at the place where you're going to be having your match i'd imagine that jetsoon is probably going to be trying to assess what's going on around him very much so <laughs> all right roll to assess the situation that is an 11. very good mm. you may ask two of those questions first who or what is in the greatest danger? I am attempting to assess, is the Earth King in the greatest danger? Am I in the greatest danger? Are the people of the kingdom in the greatest danger? Who Who's really pulling the strings here? You look around this place and you see no average Earth Kingdom guards. This is the King's palace. The Dai Li is the king's private guardian force. All of the guards here in the palace are Dai Li. That is the first thing you notice just right off the bat. So with the knowledge that you have, your friends were kidnapped by the Dai Li, Tai is in charge of the Dai Li, but she's maybe not necessarily a good friend of the king. You figure there's probably kind of a hierarchy within this specific situation of people who are in greatest danger right at the top, you and your friends. You are danger number one. <laughs> right underneath that is the Earth King. He's surrounded by people that he trusts but doesn't know aren't to be trusted. So within the immediate situation, things that you can see just around you, that is the situation that you pick up with that question. All right. The second question will be, what here can I use to come out on top? And you may interpret that however you wish. You figure that in a place such as this, a physical altercation is the worst possible thing you could do. The best thing you can use to come out on top is tact, diplomacy, and a cool head. All right. And then there is also the portion of the move that I keep forgetting about. You get to have a plus one ongoing while you're acting on the answers you've received from these questions. Oh, that's right. I will hold on to that then. The closer you get to the pie show table, Taya is looking a little ruffled. You can tell that she's trying to act like she's not interested by this note, but after a while, you start getting close to the table. The Earth King's getting ready to sit down. She turns to her attendant and she reaches out her hand to the box and she says, uh, it would be very impolite of me to eat in the presence of my king while he's having this very important match. Could you please take this to my quarters? And the daily officer gives a little bow and starts walking off. And as he does, you notice as she was returning her hand back to herself, the note is now within her hand and she discreetly flips it open. Inside, she sees the results of at least an hour's worth of work this morning from me. It is mostly taken up by one large character. It is an intertwining 
of the symbol that she recognized, the Talon of Wan Shi Tong, and the Crest of the Earth King. And underneath, it just says, he is not alone. Wow. Very interesting. How long have Christian been thinking about that? This is improv. I just thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I don't know what it means yet, but we'll figure out together. (laughs) You catch a glimpse of her looking at the note. She turned her back from the group, uh, kind of under the pretense of speaking to the other Daily officer. And when she turns back towards you, you notice that her efforts to keep her face calm and composed have increased. Her face is a little bit too perfect and emotionless, but you can tell that a chord was struck underneath. I would like to take my place across from the Earth King at the Pai Show board and pick up my tiles and set them ready to play in a very specific order. The Earth King says, Well, if you are prepared, let us begin our game. And that is where we're going to pick <gasps> up next time. No! Wow. What am I doing? I don't know. (laughs) What am I going to do? I don't know. What are any of us going to do? Improv is scary. Being the GM for this game is so interesting because my job is basically just make a mess and see how you guys try and clean it up. Boy. (laughs) Not well sometimes. Not well, but sometimes I expect you to bring out a mop but instead, you bring out a pressure sprayer. So, you know, we'll see Gotta what really happens. really dig in deep. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. I just burn all the messes. Burn them away. <laughs> exactly. It's like a grill. And then you just come in with a brush and you scrape all the crud off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ah, so satisfying. Well, we're going to see what happens during this pivotal pie show match between Jetsun and Jaloon next time. But for the time being... Thanks, everybody, so much for listening to ImpTab Avatar. We'll be back next time with more adventures in the world of Avatar Legends. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a caffeinated hamster if you'd go ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. <laughs> We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop, so if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you would like to talk to me about the process of deliberately making messes for other people to clean up you know don't be afraid to reach out (laughs) let's do a round of plugs as always we've got our sister podcast i cast fireball which is a DD 5e actual play going through the campaign tyranny of dragons it's a lot of fun good old thomas brower who you've heard before in some of our one shots as Shirtai and as Ning and as Chen Zhu. I think those are all of the characters that he played. <laughs> He's the dungeon master over there, does a phenomenal job. Caleb was there for a little bit as well, also did a phenomenal job. So go check those out. We also have on the same channel our fate campaigns where we make up even more stuff on the spot than we make up here <laughs> because over there we make up everything on the spot. Those are lots of fun. We've been having a great time with those. Go check those out as well. The other thing that I would like to plug today is an RPG that I have been just absolutely going crazy about, and that RPG is called Deadlands. It is an RPG that takes place in the Weird West. It's like the Wild West, but you know, there's vampires and there's ghosts. (laughs) There's weird magical stuff going on. It's based off of the Savage Worlds RPG system, which is also really cool. If you want a little bit of kind of, this is maybe not the best example, but if you want a little example of kind of the flavor of that, check out Animal Station, our fake campaign. (laughs) Uh, It crosses Animal Crossing with this sort of weird West vibe, and it turned out so much fun. Lots of fun. 
yeah, it's oh, it's such a cool RPG. I've just been reading through those books again, and it's on my brain very much. So I just want to, you know, if you're interested in branching out in some of your genres, go take a gander in that direction. But for now, thanks everybody for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I've been joined by... Caleb Anderton playing Amar. McKenna Steele playing Zaya. And Christian Randall playing Jetsoon of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. I had no idea what I was doing with that pie or that note or what it means, but I'm excited to figure it out. The best part <laughs> with improv is you can make it look like you knew what was happening the whole time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you can maybe you edit out the part where I was like, How long, long have you been that? thinking about this? I don't know. I kind of like pulling back the curtain a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs>